Uh, greetings, dear viewers. Uh, we are happy to welcome you today to Alatra TV Africa. Uh, today, we are able to gather different people from different countries in Africa uh, on the round table in an open discussion of uh, journalism of a new format in a creative society. We are going to discuss the role of the mass media in our society. Uh, why is this necessary? At present, from observation and from interviews and surveys we have conducted so far, there is a need for a fundamentally new direction for development and a new organizational model of journalism. Because what we observed and what we, uh, from the surveys conducted, what we reported is that the present consumer system of values have demonstrated a complete failure. In fact, it has placed humanity on the verge of self-destruction. So it becomes necessary that today on our discussion, we will be discussing based on the ideas of implementing the eight foundations of the creative society, which represents the aim and the striving of every human and are the basis of a society where people can live happily and with dignity. When we discuss the creative, uh, what creative society is for each of us, uh, the model of society where you, your loved ones, and everyone in the world will live comfortably in all spheres of life. And it is possible, this creative society, this opportunity to discuss it is possible thanks to technology and the rule of the cis handshake, which means that we are all connected through five or even less social connections. We are going to elaborate uh, on solutions that will be offered by this progressive journalist that we've been able to gather here today. And it's all about finding ways out of the crisis in journalism and about setting up a new trend for media in the creative society. Thank you very much, Kanu. And uh, I would like to introduce this project, Creative Society, and uh, tell a little bit more about the idea and how it uh, appeared. Uh, so after the global conference, Society the Last Change, chance that took place on uh, May 11, 2019, many people united from different countries of the world in live communication. People discussed vital questions for our society, like uh, why do we still have wars, international conflicts, racial and religious discrimination, if all people of the world primarily want the same thing, peace and happy life. As a result of this conference, people came to an understanding uh, that the main reason for such a situation in the world uh, we're facing right now is the consumer-based format of, of relations. Uh, so today as never, we need to unite and choose a new vector of development for our society, such as creative society. So it's a unique uh, global project uh, initiated by people themselves all over the world. And the goal of the project is to achieve creative society by peaceful means. Um, such a society uh, where each person in the world will live happily and live in comfort and have everything necessary for living. Secure and stable society where each person is confident in his future. Uh, I would like to tell our viewers that you may find out more about this project on alatraunites.com website. So uh, going back to our topic, mass media and uh, journalism, uh, the mass media serves the purpose of establishing a constructive information field, the culture of popularization of kindness, moral values, knowledge, 
good uh, consigns honor, dignity, and French friendship spreads among people, and positive creative models of examples uh, of thinking of uh, the best human actions. And uh, today, uh, many people gathered today. I want to pass the floor to Olga and introduce the countries that gathered today in this round table. Mm. Thank you so much, Olga. Uh, my name is also Olga uh, from Russia. And uh, today we are continuing the series of uh, our telebridges that we started. And last time when we had our telebridge tele of friendship, we didn't cover the section of journalism. And today we'll be uh, talking about it in detailed uh, way because we uh, realized after uh, journalists actually um, was giving us feedback after this important event, uh, breach of friendship, that they want to raise uh, a couple of fundamental issues. And one of them is actually losing trust in uh, uh, basically in, in uh, mass media. Uh, the second is transparency and fake news. So why do these phenomena still exist? No one can understand. And we should uh, try to, um, to reconsider and try to uh, maybe find solution, uh, how maybe to, to get rid of this uh, phenomena in uh, the mass media. The next topic they will be talking about is actually creative ideology. We have speaker from Rwanda who will be telling to us why it's important uh, to use the fifth Alatro Foundation creative ideology in journalism. And uh, let me introduce uh, also the first speaker, uh, of today's uh, telebridge. It's Mohansin um, uh, uh, Ahmed. Uh, she's a social activist uh, and she'll be talking about uh, reducing conflicts uh, and how the mass media can help us to reduce conflicts. Uh, so Mohansin Ahmed, if you hear us, so we can... Uh, okay, you, the floor is yours. Okay, Olega, uh, it's uh, my pleasure to talk to you today. Uh, I'm Hassan Ahmad from Sudan. Uh, my topic today, uh, we will know how the mass media reducing the effect of conflict that uh, has been happening. So, mm -hmm. I so think before, you have a presentation. Let us ask yeah. the technical support, if the technical support can show to us what you have prepared. Uh, yeah. Because it's a very important topic, and it's great that we can have it uh, also on the screen uh, while you'll be uh, so delivering while, the speech. While you're preparing it, I would like to say something about why do we have now a crisis in journalism. Uh, until that uh, time, you're going to fix the problem, right? Yeah, so one of the main problems are the, the time management. So we know that uh, time is uh, everything. So whenever you just uh, uh, do, the, do the thing in the right time, you just wasting. So also we have narrow spread of diplomacy. Uh, and also psychological and nervous pressure. And you know that when you are in a pressure and you have bad uh, mood, you're gonna do something opposite than that you want to do it. Uh, also, we have challenging objectivity, and also we have censorship, also technical challenges. And the last is violence and terrorism uh, 
challenges. So this is uh, all this uh, make us now live in crisis with uh, all the thing in mass media or journalism. So I would like to just uh, uh, turn on to my uh, presentation if it get ready. Uh, let me to to introduce it. Do you hear me? Yes, yes, we hear you. And okay. now we have also your presentation uh, already uh, on the screen. We, we okay. have the first slide about the role of mass media in reducing conflict. Okay. You're, wel you're welcome. Yes, to continue, please. Yes, 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 wait. Okay, uh, we're gonna to know the role of the mass media in reducing conflict by Mahatin from Sudan. Let's achieve. I don't know, it's too, not clear for me to see it, I don't know. Okay, this is, this is cool. So information is the power Insight can impact on public uh, discourse. Different type of media are utilized globally to distribute knowledge and idealistically free mass media, a tool of unsigned food for democracy and also one of human right to presentation and of different opinions in the uh, different societies in the world. Move it. Okay. So uh, we want to know the disadvantages of misuse media. Uh, spread rumors inside. Hated. Artificially created tension. Uh, lack of information can, at any stage of a conflict, make people desperate, restless, and easy to. Manipulated. The ability to make information uh, decision, strengthen society and factors, economic growth, democratic, democratic uh, structure, and positive outlook on the future. So, only help to distribute information, but also uh, counter hate speech and created an environment of balance, opinions, and information equilibrium. Uh, if democracy is to work properly, society needs access to new and information analyzed to the, of the status uh, debate, particularly information and exchange as well as uh, entertainment are needed and provided by the media. The definition of the conflict and defini define conflict areas uh, is not easy and not two places are alike. Journalists need to know what they can expect on site in the order to define their objective. Uh, 
uh, here we would know through the relation between mass media and the conflict. So uh, internal conflicts that happen in the specific uh, place uh, do not occur uh, accidentally, but tend to have a history. So local media usually have deep uh, understanding, deep understanding of the existing, ex existing uh, potential structure and particular uh, participate participants of the conflict. The media have the power to diffuse attention before they even reach a, a critical point and keep a critical eye on government, uh, opposition, and society by supplying credible information and uh, reaching a large audience. Also help in managing conflict and promote democracy principles. And the af uh, aftermath of the conflict, uh, reconciliation and social, social, social development can be encouraged as well. So here I will tell you a small story that uh, happened with me uh, in order to know that uh, the, the mass media and journalists uh, not all time can transfer the right information to the, all, uh, the, to the community and the uh, global uh, world. So when it happened in 2003, there is a conflict uh, in the region of Darfur. Uh, uh, it was in Kutum locality. So there is a conflict between the government and the army. So the, the government shows that this, uh, this conflict is just like a, a problem between, between tribes and shows the, 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 the whole world that this is not just a problem. In, they, they have a power to do this, but no, this is just two, two tribes are, are uh, judgment on the land or resources of this. So, this thing, it happened and uh, it extends to be that stick in their uh, mind of people that uh, the problem there is just an anti-rebellism and ethnic group they are fighting together. So after the, the demonstration of December that happened in Sudan, so the, the, the fact became uh, to be reality. And people, they figure out that the government have a power and have the, the whole hand in making this conflict. And they began to, to believe that, yeah, there is uh, people die, people, uh, people, they are suffer, people, they uh, facing hunger, facing shortage in the, in the food, all this stuff. They, after this happened, they, they recognize that, yeah, this is really happened because there's and the shock that happened in the Khartoum, uh, in Khartoum when the, 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 the seed would, would be broke uh, when people, they are together, they are making like uh, demonstration or all that stuff. So after the, it, uh, the agreement between the government and the other uh, rebels they make together, after they finished yet, and there is a crisis happened in Khartoum, then the people started to believe that, yeah, there is problem happened in Darfur and all areas 
and all promote areas that happen uh, in all region of Sudan. So this is the one of the past use of mass media to transform the fake news, the fake uh, problem. So after this, yeah, we can change this by uh, doing this thing by our own uh, humanity and try to just figure out the, the truth and the, the right uh, topic, the right uh, thing in order to know, the, to know the audience that we are, what we are doing, going to do in the society. So this is our role and our uh, aims in our, uh, our community to fix it. The main problem that now we face it, uh, I would like to say thank you for giving me this uh, opportunity. And if uh, there is any question, try to ask me. Mm. Thank you so much uh, for your uh, presentations. It's actually brought us important uh, issues uh, that, of course, the mass media plays uh, a crucial role to reduce uh, the conflict and not to exaggerate it, not to, um, not to amplify it, but to make it, uh, even uh, if we have to uh, show, let's say, uh, like the reality and we have sometimes the conflicts, uh, we should show them in the unbiased way. So basically, uh, this is how it is. And as you mentioned in your presentation, the journalists should thoroughly study uh, the situation by themselves. So not only copy-paste the messages of each other, and in the end of the day, uh, this Darfur story is, you know, becoming bigger, not because of the conflict itself, but the journalists starting to amplify the conflict artificially. And it's a very important uh, topic here. And now we are passing the floor to our second speaker, uh, who will be talking about ethics in journalism, because ethics in journalism, it's another fundamental issue that we are unfortunately starting to forget. Uh, and let me introduce to you uh, Mohammed Atia. He can also introduce himself in a more detailed way and tell us about uh, ethics in journalism. Yes, uh, hi, hello, and thank you for the opportunity. It's an absolutely an honor to be with you people. And uh, I would like to start immediately by mentioning the story of the first speaker, Mahasin. Uh, yes, it's true and it is happening. And that's why the journalist is very, I mean, the journalist uh, ethics is very much important. Uh, so we can make sure that all stories, all news are just applied and just uh, delivered to the audience as it's supposed to be. Like for example, if we applied one of those ethics in generalist, or I mean in generalism, uh, no fake news will happen, no breaking news that uh, has its own purposes or it has, uh, its own way to the propaganda will happen, like uh, applying the accuracy, applying the standards, and uh, avoiding the calendars. Uh, also, using uh, type of news like um, harm. Uh, I mean, using type of news that using a harm limitation principle. Like, uh, for example, if I do have some news, and uh, by mentioning or by reporting those type of news, it's not necessary to bring 
all the information about the criminals or about the, 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 the situation itself. Because sometimes I might mention an, a fact or a name that it has no any relation with the report or with the news and it might harm people. So we should take in consideration those things. And uh, also the copyright thing, the general, I mean, the generous ethics. If I am a reporter and if I do have my own report, uh, it's not easy to make those reports. It's not easy to deliver those type of news about uh, reports. So it's not also fair to bring another reporter or another journalist to take those reports uh, or those rights and to mention it as it is his job. So there is a lot of ethics that we supposed to take in consideration while doing the journalism. Uh, also in another example, uh, the ethics of the journalism itself can be consist of a good practices and apply it on a professional challenges. Uh, a good reporter uh, practicing well and then applying these uh, practicing in a professional way, removing emotions, removing uh, the nepotism, removing anything who can affect on those type of reports. Plus uh, the basic rules of any general ethics may appear on the philosophy of the uh, principles that it might be applied. Also, the philosophy might be different from a journalist to another, uh, but all philosophies should be all together. If we applied uh, some factors like, um, uh, I can tell uh, if we applied uh, some factors like the truth, like uh, the accuracy, like the imp impartiality, uh, responsibility, and also forgiveness. And if we applied all those factors in front of the readers and uh, like uh, we can reach to the report or we can reach to a news that it is absolutely following and applying all the ethics that the generalists need. This is a short brief of uh, what is the journalist ethics according to my opinion. I wish it was helpful, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, actually, as we said in the beginning, that um, uh, today's roundtable is uh, based on the eight Alatra foundations. And you actually really well uh, opened up um, and deepened into the fourth uh, Alatra foundation. Um, not only, but uh, I would like to show uh, this foundation on the screen and want to ask uh, technical support to show us um, this foundation and read it aloud, uh, transparency and openness of information for all. And every human has the right to receive reliable information about the movement and distribution of public funds. Each human has access to information about the status of implementation of the society's decisions. The mass media belongs exclusively to the society and reflect information truthfully, openly, and honestly. Uh, thank you very much for um, your speech. Uh, really appreciate, uh, really appreciate it. 
and uh, I would like uh, to introduce the uh, next speaker, Kiram, from Ethiopia, who will also uh, deep into uh, this foundation and tell us uh, some points of uh, his vision on this uh, foundation. Kiram, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Olga. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm glad to join you here today. Uh, it's a very important topic that we are talking today as, as it affects uh, everyone's, everybody's uh, life, whether we are journalists or not. So transparency and openness of information for all is very crucial as we speak. Uh, there is this fundamental concept that describes um, media as the fourth state. Uh, it means it creates a sense of balance uh, whether the public gets the right information, the proper information at the right uh, time, and, uh, and and that information will be uh, used properly. Uh, so in media had a very important role here, in be it in the government, in governance, or in general public discourse. Therefore, this is very important concept. But here, there is something, there is something that needs to be clear. Uh, what needs to be uh, uh, open for the uh, wider public? We are living in a in a society where uh, where where uh, suspicion and uh, you know tight uh, tight grip hold is very uh, you know common everywhere in every corner of the world. So whenever we are talking about sharing information or making available every information, it comes in contradiction with such such concept of living. Uh, where where we are all governed by different uh, uh, administrations, where we have also rights, the very right to have the information and uh, the, the 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 openness of the public or every information to 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 be governed properly. But at the same time, this has been compromised by the uh, the sense of the way governments or or those who are holding the information use that particular information because of. Uh, their existence, the mere existence in general. For instance, if I can give you an, an example, recently a very popular uh, magazine in Ethiopia uh, published a continuous information regarding the uh, the army structure, uh, and that has been very critical for for, for the government. It's like uh, selling out the internal information, which is a very sensitive security information, to to uh, perhaps to the enemies. Uh, quote unquote. So that needs to be very critically seen. But at the same time, when it comes to public consumption, other other issues that uh, entail the um, public, the public directly, the public benefit. For instance, if you take for instance the mining industry, it, it should be clearly availed for the public how mine mines are being uh, being being invested, and that in a way can help in avoiding uh, corruption. So this is a very noble um, foundation, which is the Forza Foundation of the Creative uh, Society. So I take it very seriously and it, it should also be, I mean, it should also be seen very carefully as we are promoting openness. Uh, it may create certain kind of contradiction with, uh, with the governments or the institutions that we are representing. Uh, and 
uh, one point, one additional point that I would like to mention here is that uh, while withholding information, uh, previous speakers were, ha were highlighting that the ethics and the challenges faced while exercising uh, journalism. Uh, while withholding while information, it, it's high time that that information could come out or could be served for the open society um, in a wrong way. So having the information in a proper way or availing the information or that particular uh, information for the public can also avoid or um, eliminate the misinformation or uh, help the public to be well informed in that particular topic. So this could be a, a way by which uh, those who execute or those who run that particular information can 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 uh, uh, can uh, come to the ethics of uh, journalism if you were talking about a certain media organization. Otherwise, for, for the public consumption, it's very important that the public had the, the proper information at the right time. But I want to stick, I want to stress that every country, every society uh, that is being governed by a certain group or an in, in institution uh, is subjected to, to, to face certain limited uh, limitation of information. Having that in mind, it's the, the right of the public to have the right information, the proper information not to be misled. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Kiram, for your uh, presentation. Basically, we can say that uh, uh, transparency and uh, openness of information for all can serve as a basic for ethics in journalism. Uh, because, um, uh, of course, uh, we must show the information in the transparent and uh, honest uh, way. And uh, the second uh, part of this foundation tells us that the mass media belong to exclusively to the society in the creative uh, community. And when uh, mass media belong to uh, society, uh, and we don't have the private interests that uh, sometimes are coming into play, of course, the information will be presented uh, openly, honestly, and truthfully for everyone. And uh, uh, let us now uh, present our fourth speaker. Uh, his name is Sergey, and he will tell us about uh, the global project that is now being implemented on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. It's a creative society, because for us, uh, it's impossible to, um, to think about uh, journalism or whatever branch uh, of um, science we have, uh, uh, whether it's even archaeology, physics, uh, climate, uh, isolated. Uh, from creative society. And uh, journalism, it's part of uh, creative society uh, project undoubtedly. And Sergey, can you please uh, tell us about the upcoming conference uh, that we are expecting 20th of December? Good evening, everyone. Uh, good day. It depends on which part of the world you've joined. Uh, <laughs> it's a great pleasure uh, for me to see you all. And um, in order to start, in order to understand the importance of the Creative Society project, um, I'd like to ask a few questions 
that uh, me, you, and our guests, and all people can ask themselves. Are you happy? Really? Like, you wake up with a smile? Just look around what's, uh, what's happening. Do you and your family, do you feel secure? Do you feel comfortable about your future? Are you sure that tomorrow you will be provided with all the necessary things? Are you sure that this consumerism format of the society that we have right now, it's okay? No need, nothing to change. That's totally fine. It's all amazing the way we live. Are you secure about your kids when you send them to school? And you are totally comfortable that when they are coming back from school, they will be totally fine? You know, this kind of questions, uh, we can go for a really long time, but I'm pretty sure that everyone right now in today's uh, society asking themselves these kind of questions and more and more often. And one might think like, what do I have to do with all these things? These things just happening around and what, what I can do alone? Like, I live in the small village or I live in the small town. What do I have to do with all these things? Someone else could do these things to, to change. But hold on a second. We are 8 billion of people. And uh, this is format of society that we have. So it means either we participated in building this consumerism society or we were just silently accepting what, whatever is happening. And in today's uh, world, I think uh, two main sources of information or of spreading the, the news, it's social media, uh, social networks, and uh, what we call as mass media. So right now I'll answer the question when even one person in today's world, how uh, he or she is important. Every day we uh, watch something in, uh, in uh, I don't know, in, in YouTube, in Facebook, in Instagram. Every, every, some people maybe every minute they post something in their uh, stories in Instagram or in Facebook. They share something. And if we think that somehow we are not influencing people around with the information that we accept and then reshare, then uh, I think <laughs> we... We are not fully understanding the, the globality of today's uh, society and how we are all connected. How our choice of information, how our perception, and later on how it influences our mood and later on what we transmit to our friends, relatives, and to our families, it all influences today's um, society. And even one person today can do really a lot can do either, either a lot of good things or a lot of negative things, spreading negative news, rumors, conflicts, and so on and so forth. And uh, still today, uh, the mass media plays a great role because what we see on TV, what we see here on radio, what we read in newspapers, I think it's uh, today we all need to realize, especially reporters need to realize the responsibility that they hold. We do this news and we do these programs, not just for some other people, for someone else outside of the screen, 
but we do these things for our kids. We do these things for our neighbors. We do these things for ourselves. Because later on, when we look outside and we question ourselves, why is there is so much violence outside? Why is there is so much instability? But have a look at what we are producing. I think it's high time that we forget about the fake news. It's high time that we put the human on the first place, that human's life and human's value will be the top priority. And it's high time that we uh, make the news not for ratings, but we, as was previously said by previous speakers, we show the objective picture from all the sides as uh, reporters and so the people can make a wise decision on what in, is happening. And uh, on the 20th of December, there would be a uh, massive international online conference uh, initiated by caring people who really care about the future of the society. And uh, I think we have a video, if we can uh, have a look. Every day, we share a great amount of information. This information forms our reality. Is this the way we wish to live? We need change. The change starts with us, with the information we share. Consumer society leads us to death. We need a new vector of life, a creative society. It is up to you and me to build a creative society worldwide where human life is the main value. Development of humanity is the main aim. Human safety is the main priority. Is it possible to build a creative society now? Yes, all we need to do is unite in one common idea, a creative society. People around the world are already acting to share the idea of creative society with the whole world to make it a reality. Learn how on the unique international online conference, Creative Society, United We Can, December 20, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live on Alatra TV. You are the one who can change the future. So now the choice is yours, dear viewers and uh, dear participants. Either we will just continue pretending that nothing is happening and everything is fine, or we will go to our neighbors or we'll just take our cell phone and even sitting on the couch we can inform literally thousands of people about there is another option. There is another way. It's totally possible. 
we are 8 billion of people. If we manage to create such a difficult format where everybody suffers and literally survives, not lives, then if we get together, we can create another format. And uh, I would uh, suggest to today's speakers that um, if we can share this conference on your platforms or through any resources of uh, yours that you would like to. And if you would support this idea of the creative society, then maybe you will have your ideas how we can put this news about the Creative Society Conference as massive as possible so that a lot of people will find out about it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sergei, you. for this you, um, Sergei. Uh, great news. And Kano maybe would like to say something, yeah? Yes, uh, it was a great one, like you said. And uh, uh, when the speakers were speaking, making their presentations, uh, I think uh, one of them did say that, yeah, there may be different philosophies, but then we could all get these philosophies together and then, uh, you know, in truth, move the society forward. And we were talking about an open society, a creative society. And it is not something that, you know, will shake the responsibility to others. It is something that in our small ways we can contribute to. And this uh, global conference coming up on the 20th December, 2020, is an opportunity for us to also contribute our part to seeing those changes that we really would want. Uh, seeing uh, that society that we would want to, you know, a society where we will be comfortable, as Sagai was saying, where we will feel secured and safe, where we, uh, you know, you know, you know, purchase a future for our children and our grandchildren. So it is important that in our own small ways, we could advertise, that is broadcast this uh, advert, this uh, information about the Creative Society to as many people as we could through our social media. Uh, like Olga said, uh, while we were doing the pre-course, that we're all, we're all journalists now. The social media, the internet has provided that all of us could reach out to several thousands of people sitting in our house, in our homes. So thank you, Sagai. And uh, it is now incumbent on us to see how we could make others know about this uh, Creative Society Conference because the, the more people get to know about it, why? The faster that society can come to be. Thank you, uh, Sagai. And uh, Olga, uh, I give it back to you perhaps to introduce our next speaker. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kano. I uh, agree with you that uh, uh, the faster uh, actually we will um, be informing our people, like even uh, from, the, from the list uh, on the phone, our friends, I don't know, acquaintances, colleagues at works, uh, basically the faster uh, we will come to the Creative Society. And let me introduce uh, our next speaker. Uh, a journalist from Cameroon, and uh, she'll be talking about trust. So why we are losing trust in the mass media nowadays? So uh, based on my experience, I would say that uh, basically almost uh, none of my friends uh, is watching TV any longer because they're saying, why I should turn on any news and be depressed after that? Why should I watch this uh, negativity uh, when the mass media is portraying to us uh, that we should have enemies anywhere, 
why we should only think about terrorism. Isn't it their good news at all? So why should, <laughs> should we um, actually lose trust and how not to lose uh, trust in the mass media? Our next presentation will be about this topic. So Claudia, uh, the floor is yours. You can introduce yourself also maybe. Claudia, uh, do you hear us? Because uh... yes, Olga, I can hear you clearly. Thank you for okay. the privilege. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, I'm Claudia Ngombet from Cameroon, I'm the publisher of C News Twenty Four. Okay, I'm trying to connect uh, using my phone, uh, like the computer. Okay, please, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I'll be presenting about uh, rebuilding media trust in today's digital era. And uh, to do that, I would go with this. So I would like to share my screen with you. Okay, so you're putting a lot of efforts. <laughs> <laughs> to make us know why we should um, yeah. not to lose trust in the creative uh, mass media. Okay, I I'm hope sorry. my screen is not shareable. Yes, you won't be able to share the screen, only technical support uh, allowed to do that. Okay. Um, so, yes, the presentation we showed earlier, we have prepared uh, ahead of time. Okay, thank you. Okay, on this topic, I would first of all present an introduction, a situational analysis of media trust. Why we have arrived to the point of that media distrust? What led to the public not trusting the media, unlike in the yesteryears? So, during my research, I discovered that uh, the public in the early years or in the past years, trusted the media and journalists as their primary source of information. But today with, the, with a lot of information on the internet, the story seems to take another dimension. Yeah, yeah. That we don't hear news, we don't hear about uh, accidents, a lot of negativity on the internet in our present day uh, society. And that has caused a lot of distrust because people do not see what is happening around them that they really want the media to portray to the public. And that has really uh, pulled them away from the media. They no more trust the media. And uh, I proceeded by looking at the factors because this didn't really, it doesn't happen on its own. There are a lot of factors that lead to this distrust of the public via the mass media. And one of these is uh, uh, the fact that there is a lot of dependency on one another for news. Journalists tend to depend on one another for news rather than in 
uh, going to the field as they used to do. So they practice a certain sort of journalism that is called pack journalism, because uh, many media today have their are represented online. So rather than going to the field to get the facts, the exact story, journalists prefer to that I publish my story and they come. Another journalist comes and copy the story and shares it. And in that case, if I am sharing something that is maybe sponsored, an article that is sponsored, or with a lot of misinformation in it, the third party or the second person will come and copy that same information and spread it. And that's how information spreads rapidly. Yeah, furthermore, we look at uh, the insufficient, uh, lack of insufficient resources for journalists the lack of insufficient resources has made journalists to, 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 um, to miss public trust because they don't have a lot of resources that will help them do their activities, carry on their journalism practices on their daily basis without depending on maybe an individual or sponsors. And in this case, we see that there are some journalists that are fully independent, but they run a whole media. This especially with the bloggers. We see bloggers who do not have maybe an editor. They don't have um, uh, a sound editor, a script editor. They have no photographer and they want to do everything on their own. But we can't really blame all of them because it is because they lack the sufficient resources to do this. And in such instances, we can find people, especially politicians, that come up to these uh, journalists or independent media to sponsor particular programs or a particular article that might even be contrary to the journalism ethics. But because they are in need of the resources, they would tend to go for what the politician or the institution is proposing to them. And in that case, most often we see hate speech circulating today on the social media. One uh, ethnic group is uh, accusing the other, insulting the other, and seeing itself as uh, superior over the other. And that's what is trying to breach the love or to divide people, send people apart despite the advent of um, the internet and social media. That's aim to bring people more connected to one another. But we, we've seen that with this advent of the internet, it has rather tried to divide to, or maybe to push people further away and uh, to their loved ones. But those that are far, the internet connect with those that are far more than those that are closer to them. So in, such, in this case, we, in Cameroon, we call it uh, gombo that's uh, receiving bribe or what we call the, the brown envelope. And most often when you receive this as a journalist, you would obviously dance to the tune of the provider because it is always said that he that pays the piper dictates the tune. So that's why uh, practicing journalism today in the world has become very uh, challenging for 
especially for independent journalists who do not have a lot enough resources to serve uh, or maybe to independently cover events and investigate stories to bring out the real truth or the facts behind the story. That's the other side of the story. So this has really uh, led to a distrust of the public vis-a-vis -vis mass media. And uh, proceeding, we'll see that there is also a lot of press censorship, either from politicians, individuals, businessmen, or institutions, or even the state. They, the state, for instance, determines what you have to, to portray or disseminate to the public because each country has its editorial policy or maybe a communication department that governs the mass media or media organs in this country. So even at the, at the, the level of media organs, there is still a lot of press censorship because the publisher wants to respect its editorial line. A journalist may go to the field and see something that is happening there and wants to uh, speak out the truth. But because the media is a pro-government media, the journalist maybe at times the article will not be published or the article will be published in another uh, using another angle that will favor the, the publisher and that will fall within the editorial line of the newspaper or that particular media organ. And this has really contributed to distrust of the public, uh, of the distrust of the mass media by the public because what they see, thanks to the availability of uh, smartphones and technological advancement, before anything happens today, it goes almost, it already goes viral on the internet because we are in um, an era of superhighway, information superhighway, where information spreads at the speed of light, at the speed of light. And besides press censorship, we notice that there is a lot of oppression, uh, oppression and uh, repression of journalists and media organs. Journalists most often when they go to the field to investigate stories, especially in conflict zones. Most often they are kidnapped, they are threatened, and others are even killed to the point of death. So this has really affected the way they report their stories because when they don't go to the field, they might not really have enough facts to support the the points that they are bringing forth. And at times they might be biased or they bring out, uh, or they publish a story that's either suspended, they tend to suspend the public, the readers, the viewers, and that has really contributed to distrust of the mass media. Moving to that, moving from that, we would like to show or maybe ask what is the way forward? after we, uh, the media has already lost this uh, trust of the public. How do we proceed? Do we need to give up on what we are doing, a profession because we don't have the trust of the public again or what is the way forward? And to answer that question, I proceeded by bringing forth, <clears throat> sorry for that, by bringing some 
bringing forth some points that will answer this question. And the first point here is uh, calling on all journalists to engage in community journalism. Journalists have uh, the right to move from the, maybe to redefine journalism and to turn to the community, give the community what they want to hear. Thus, the community should be able to identify themselves in the news. The journalist should be part of the news and not just stay as a reporter, especially in, in uh, situations where a journalist goes to the field or maybe a journalist is passing somewhere and uh, maybe there's a car accident, a car crash, or, uh, or some individuals are fighting. Will the journalist only focus on reporting the event by maybe removing the camera and start recording or going on live, whereas the journalist also has the, the right to maybe save lives and respect uh, some moral values that govern the society because the journalist is part of the community and the journalist must not stay away as if the journalist, the journalist is a total outsider. The journalist should report news as part, being part of the community and not as a stranger. From that, we move to diversity and social inclusion. We've tend to notice that News nowadays is really focused on a particular area, maybe focusing on a particular class, the politicians, the rich, the bourgeoisie, whereas the rural community, they are not represented on the mass media. And research, they feel like they are not part of the mass media because what they know, or maybe their own stories are not being told. And when we look at uh, 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 things like sports, we we'll see that women are not really, really involved in sports. Not because women do not like sports or football in particular. But it is because there is um, a sort of, um, I don't know, perception that, you, that sport, especially football, is for the male. It's for men because from the onset, it was very difficult to see a, to find a woman presenting uh, a foot commenting like a female commentator talking about sport. It was like, where are you from? Are you really a a, a, a woman? But since uh, with a lot of uh, advocacy on gender balance, with the inclusion of women in the media, especially in the domain of sports the dynamic seems to have been changing. Today we can find women fully involved in sports. They narrate sports and report sports. So we need to really uh, involve everybody in uh, the media, report about everybody, the minorities, the underrepresented communities, so as to make them feel like they are part of the news. The news should not be excluded from them. Furthermore, we'll look at uh, the fact that there is a lot of negativity on the media today. There isn't a single day that will get up and go to the media or online to check for news. And we don't hear that maybe there was a shooting here, there was a terrorist attack in this country and all the like. 
So we need to avoid a lot of negativity and focus more on positivity. We need to change the dynamics. People are tired of um, hearing dead, dead every day. So we need to tell them what is positive about them. Maybe take them to the tourist, some touristic areas around them, some good restaurants where they can have good meals and maybe uh, recreational centers. So we have to reduce the level of negativity that we share on the media because too much negativity is uh, just about portraying the problems, problems every day, problems every day without the solution. So we have to move from disseminating not just the problem to presenting the problem and the solutions. Apart from that, we'll look at um, another point to build, to rebuild and regain public trust vis-a-vis -vis the mass media. And to do this, we, all of us have to come together as one to combat the spread of misinformation, fake news, and hate speech. Yeah, because Today we see that there is a lot of fake news on the internet, on the media, and hate speech continues to be the order of the day. People tend to look at the other as um, one and uh, as his enemy, or maybe as a rival. Whereas we believe that we are all human beings with equal rights and dignity. To end uh, this topic about rebuilding and regaining public trust, we would like to recommend that journalists and media organs should always ensure that they protect their new sources, the information sources, where you get your information. You have to make sure that you always protect that source because you will one day go to the same source for another information. Because if I give you information today, concerning, let's say, um, the ongoing crisis, political crisis in Cameroon, the socio-political crisis in Cameroon, I see maybe I witness an attack and I tend to confide in to a journalist that this is what happened. I saw this group, this other side attacking this other side. So if that journalist takes uh, my information and my data and share it with the public. At that point, I am not safe as the information provider or the information source. So in order to regain and rebuild public trust vis-a-vis -vis the mass media, we all need to be able to protect our, uh, our new sources. We should keep confidential information confidential. Okay, in a nutshell, mass media should respect, the mass media should respect the basic characteristics of news writing, which uh, are objectivity. The mass media should be objective in the way they report happenings around them. They should be balanced and consistency. They should be transparent in the, they should report news or events in a more transparent and coherent manner. Yeah, they should also respect the proximity. 
that because when people are they see what is closer to them they identify Maybe let's let's say um um cultural events maybe cultural festivals there are a lot of cultural festivals in africa and my country in particular and when those things are happening we don't we don't show uh, them to the public we feel the public um, the public will feel like their events are not important and why should they respect you? why should they trust you and follow you each time or even watch your uh, your channel because they feel like they have been uh, separated, excluded from what you are doing. Whereas they know that what they are doing, you should give attention to that. To that. So journalists also have to report truth, fact-checking, report what they see and not manipulate information, maybe to suit one group, to suit an individual, or maybe, um, Let's take, for instance, a situation of uh, an advert or an advertorial. The journalist says that when you use maybe this particular toothbrush, your teeth will become whiter as snow. But when you buy that particular toothbrush, you don't see that um, effect. So there is a, 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 a contradictory be contradiction between what the journalist tells the public what the public see on the media and the reality. So we should be able to present the truth to the public in order to uh, regain their trust. Finally, we will call on all journalists to practice responsible journalism. We should be responsible in a writing style, a choice of words, and the way we present the news because we can write a very good news article, but the way we present it, maybe the tone, the gesticulations do not represent what we are seeing. So what uh, I would like us to take away today is that we should all recall that journalism is a relationship. We should recall that journalism is a relationship and everybody in a world should be able to relate with the mass media. They should be able to relate with whatever they see happening around them, whatever they see reporting around them, as they, whatever they see on the mass media, they shouldn't feel like uh, they are being excluded. So we have to build this relationship just like we build a normal relationship with our neighbors, our friends and whatsoever. So in order to maintain and regain public trust of the mass media, we need to be one another's keeper. And to crown it all, I would like to say that trust is not uh, just, um, it's not just a thought, we earn trust. So we need to build that trust for a creative society. Thank you very much. Thank you so Thank much you. for your speech. I'm really happy that you said about responsibility of other people and uh, how important it is for all of us uh, nowadays to be responsible for what we pass on, what information we spread. 
Um, and, you know, uh, the way we want to see society tomorrow is uh, the way, is what we see on the screens and what we watch. We choose what we watch and uh, therefore that's what they, other people show us. We create the demand on the information, uh, TV, internet, um, other types of uh, inf spreading information like radio, books, newspapers, magazines. We create the demand. And, um, you know, I would like to live in society where um, there is respect to journalists. When, when a journalist is uh, a respectful profession and uh, we have healthy relationships with uh, other people in society. And uh, when mass media people, they spread human values. Um, positive information, some creative models and uh, examples of uh, thinking and the best uh, human actions. So uh, I would like to ask our technical support to show us um, foundation number five, the creative ideology. Uh, and introduce it to all our viewers and guests. Uh, so the creative ideology. Ideology should be aimed at popularizing the best human qualities and at the ex extinction of everything that is dire directed against the human. The main priority in the of, is the priority of humanness, high spiritual and moral aspirations of human, humanity, virtue, mutual respect, and straightening of friendship. Creative conditions for the development and education of a human with a capital H cultivating moral values in each person and society, prohibition of propaganda of violence, condemnation, and denunciation of any form of division, aggression, and anti-humane manifestations. I think you opened up and deepened into these uh, foundations uh, so well, and that's why I wanted to show it on the screen. Thank you very much. And um, let me introduce our next speaker, Mike, uh, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mike, please? Mike from Sudan. Mike Karagangwa, uh, do you hear us now or not? If you hear us, maybe you can respond, uh, please, if you hear us. Okay, so maybe we can uh, come uh, to our speaker in the coming uh, minutes. And um, I think now we can also uh, introduce uh, our next speaker and uh, Isaac, uh, Isaac Ishimwia. Uh, we know that uh, he is from Rwanda and uh, we have also several speakers from this uh, country. And uh, please say, uh, share us your a uh, vision of uh, journalism of a new format uh, and uh, tell us uh, what do you think um, as uh, a journalist from Rwanda? Okay, so now we are, the, then we'll try to come up to Alicia. Uh, while the two previous guests are preparing themselves. Uh, Elisha, 
uh do you hear us now if you do hear us now maybe you can unmute yourself and uh Olga was just talking about creative ideology because uh, you was also wanted to comment on this foundation you said to us yesterday yeah 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 uh, thank you everyone yeah and i'm pleased to uh introduce myself I'm Elisha Craver, journalist from the East Africa. I'm engaged at uh, the Youth World Initiative, which is engaged to, 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 to raise the people, the youth being in a job uh, in a different ways. So for now, I'd like to talk about the impact of social media. Are you in the web? Yes, we do hear you, we do hear you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the impact of social media. I think we lost him. Yes, coming back. Okay. Yeah, the impact of social and mass media along the creative society. So for this, we have different key points we are going to caring about, uh, which is cultural beliefs and the values. So we are going to check about the technology. Uh, according to the definition uh, that the Aratra giving out, the creative ideology as defined along those eight foundations of creative society. Ideology uh, should be aimed at popularizing the best human equalities and stopping everything that is elected against human. Uh, here is where I can address the way some of previous readers have gone that ideology, but in a, in a negative way, which led to the genocide against the Tutsi in 1994 in Rwanda. So uh, the main priority is the priority of humanity. Uh, high spiritual and the moral aspiration of a human and the human is mutual, mutual respect and the strengthening of the friendship. Uh, creative conditions for development and education of a human with a capital H cultivating moral values in each person in society. Here is where we get the implementation uh for now due to those horrible times we've passed through for now we have a program which called Munyarwanda. we are uh, we we have no i mean there is no separation we are one rwandan one people in one nation with the same ambition to build a country so uh, the prohibition of propaganda of violence Condemnation and denunciation of any form of division, aggression, and human manifestation, uh, manifestation, or describing what the creative ideology just means at all. So, uh, describing within describing some keynotes, the creative society along the media, we can say media is the reflection of our society. And it, it depicts what and how the society works. Uh, so the media either is printed, electronic, or the web is the only medium which helps in making people informed. It also helps in entertaining the public, 
educating and make people aware of the current happenings. And the media again uh, has today become the voice of our society, uh, which is the same as the the, the, the such mission of aratra.org. Yeah? When the media has today become the, the, the voice of our society, the lol and the nature of the media is creating awareness, awareness and the people, you know, so that they have to reach in a peace free each other. So the television's impact on the today's people and the culture as it shows that the television is one of the medium which is taking uh, taking place uh, worldwide. It's a broad one. The television has come a scapegoat for all sets of societal and cultural ills. So critics blames uh, television for everything, from obesity to the murder rate. What television is it to criticize? And much of the, uh, of the criticism is justified. We also need to keep in mind that the television benefits society in many important ways. Uh, what we can say about it, uh, it's a spread, spreading of the information and the way it affects society. Uh, you can talk about the information perception with it. You don't worry about the cultivation theory. Cultivation theory, is the research field that investigates relationships between media exposure and beliefs about the world. Uh, spreading of the information, I mean, cultivation theory predicts that the more time a person spends watching TV and being immersed in this mediated world. Uh, the more likely that person views about reality will reflect what is seen on TV. So like many media, affect studies, cultivation arises, typically generates more affect size. Uh, cultivation continues under dynamic process, not an directional flow of influence from TV to viewers. In many countries today, TV has changed and is becoming more similar to the commercial model worldwide. So uh, another thing we can, continuing research in the cultivation traditions must begin to assess the more general content of the internet, uh, mostly about YouTube channels, uh, specifically to determine if there's who spend the time with computers, using it as the primary entertaining venues, uh, come to view the world in much the same way as they see the message received on their computers. So, broadly referred to as uh, reception search or audience reception theory, there are four key, uh, four key perspectives that account for the difference uh, in media users' characteristics uh, that may influence attitudes and perceptions related to crime and the criminal justice system. The mainstreaming perspective is that regardless of glue difference, heavy media consumption homogenize individuals to share similar views. From this perspective, the media influence on punitiveness, 
Punitiveness would be the uniform across consumers, demographic, characteristic, and social background. So, and then we have to only how various type of social media consumption are related to punitiveness. On the other hand, cultivation theory holds that the repeated exposure to consistent media message gradually shapes, uh, I mean, I mean, heavy viewers, really, uh, really well perceptions and attitudes, making them similar to those shown in the media, in a mediated world. It means what people they saw, what people they hear about every day. It affects about their attitudes, the way they react, the way they walk. Like, uh, for example, in Uganda, nowadays they are currently being in a, an election campaign but there are a media, there is a lot of media which are uh, on the opposite, let me say, on the opposition manner. It means when uh, they sensibilize their, uh, let me say, their keynotes about the politics, it means that people get interested through and they, they, have, they have to be, to work through. So uh, that's why I was just talking about uh, cultivation theory. Author of cultivation theory has focused on TV. Uh, some scholars have argued that social media could produce similar cultivation effects on the user, on the user worldwide. I, I mean, nowadays, I think in the evil, evil country, there is a slave queen spirit which is taking over. Uh, a lot of people, they want to embed it on, uh, on entertainment due to what, what they see. A lot of people are sharing a naked, a, let me say, a naked collections due to that passiveness and, and the way those, I mean, those information have changed their way of thinking. So uh, social media may exert larger influence that traditional media on younger population, such as code students, College students, both because of their high rates of usage and they became the introductory features of social media, allows users to produce, share, and engage with their stories. So that's why social media for now is taking over because they change the last some more, I mean, uh, I can say some filters for changing their view, how the people are looking at them. You see, That's why I can say that a social media for now is taking over uh, more than a, a television as it was in a few days ago. For now, as conclusion, we have to check how the content monetization ruins the industry. Uh, previously, we were talking about uh, the impact, as the, as the title says, the impact of social media and mass, me, mass, mass media communication about how the people they are living. So, so according to this monetization, mostly comes from the YouTube. It makes, I mean, the, the, the vloggers to lose, I mean, uh, I can say, to lose those ethics of journalism because they want to publish those, those things which are going to, 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 to let them get a profit. Huh? When they get a viewers, that's the way they get, they get, I mean, entries. So 
for now, Thank I think much, we uh, have to... Alicia, yeah, yeah. for your presentation, because uh, we have also uh, three more guests who joined us, and one of them is your colleague. Uh, and his name is uh, Isaac, and he exactly wanted to continue the topic that you are mentioning now about social media. So let us give him a chance to, uh, to discuss also the role of social media and uh, how it's important also in our days, because as you are saying, that uh, everyone can actually be a reporter. So, I mean, we don't need to wait for the TV news uh, to show to us something in particular we want to see. We can produce sure. uh, the news by ourselves. And let us give sure. now the chance to Isaac, your colleague ah. from Rwanda, who will, uh, ah. I know, a friend of yours. So let us introduce yeah. now Isaac Ishimwe to tell us uh, his position as well. Thank you so yeah, much. I'd as as uh, as the way he's a youtuber influencer i'd like him so that he can just relate with uh monetization uh, as it seems that the monetization uh content monetization is the the, the the basic for all of those effects about the change of the social media generally but mostly on youtube and most welcome uh dear brethren isaac most welcome for your presentation Thank you, Ida, and others. I'm pleased to be uh, here in front of you all, everyone around the globe. Uh, I think you all or everyone have heard uh, about uh, Rwanda, Rwanda, just said against Tutsi, which happened in 1994. And mostly it was influenced by uh, media and political stuff. Let's take uh, let, let's keep it aside because we many people have been talking about it but we as we, we want to uh, organize our society i have worked with uh, how how media help it and promoted the conciliation in rwanda and how it is currently being used to mobilize humanity among uh, rwandans in how uh, other countries which are which which are facing a problem as we what we have get, what we have been through uh, or might reflect on what happened to Rwanda. Uh, to make it short or to make it quick, uh, YouTubers around the world have been changing have been changing the flow of I think we've lost Zach, uh, no? It's just my connection. Uh, Isaac, if you hear us now, uh, oh, because uh, there is also another option that we will now uh, resort to, uh, we can also record a video. Uh, if we cannot uh, be physically present, maybe because of the lack of the internet or lack of electricity, because if you don't have electricity, we don't have a good internet connection. So, so much, everything is linked together. So we'll watch now the video of uh, a journalist uh, from Sudan, from Khartoum. Uh, her, na her, her name is Maya Gadir. And uh, she's raising very important uh, issues actually in that video. And um, Isaac also, uh, in case you have this opportunity to record a video, 
and send it to us. We will be able also to play it while you'll be talking. So this will at least uh, will secure us to some extent. Uh, so we'll have the chance to get your position, to understand you and to spread it further. So if our technical support can uh, maybe show to us uh, the video of our guest, absent guest, uh, Maya Gadir from Sudan. My name is Maya Gadir and I am a radio host as well as a project manager and a social activist from Khartoum, Sudan. Um, today I'm going to start straight away with asking you one straight up question. Um, what is the first thought or the first image that comes to your mind uh, when you hear the word Africa? Most people actually would subconsciously and automatically link the name to poverty, famine, civil wars, open safaris, huts, jungles, underdevelopment, lack of infrastructure, lack of medical care, and the endless charities and donations towards one crisis or another. And it is most probably a breakout of some sort. And fortunately, uh, these are the images that not only ourselves but the youth around the continent and the world in general are being fed by the media whether it's on TV, uh, radio, newspapers and most importantly social media platforms such as Facebook which is the most popular one here in Khartoum, Sudan and to Twitter as well as Instagram. I remember I heard um, something that actually made me feel like a commodity um, or a product for all these social media platforms and it actually goes along the lines of if you are not paying for a product, then remember that you are the product. So for all these social media platforms that uh, you sign in for free and have an account for absolutely free, remember that you are uh, being used for a service of some sort. Um, you're going to be studied, you are part of a statistics, you are part of a study to the human um, behavior and also to understand the human natures more. And the influence that we get from the various social media platforms on our personal lives is tremendous to the extent that you might have not noticed the changes in yourselves due to its subtle effect on us as human beings. There is a very interesting documentary that talks about um, social media platforms and explains the effects of social media platforms on us as human beings, but it also sh shows you the impact of social media on a whole region as well as a whole con a continent by spreading fake news and how the internet is incapable of sifting fake news uh, from um, real news. And with that being said, the youth are the most targeted group of people um, uh, by these news because they are the majority of users on these platforms, which means that the youth around the world are being bombarded uh, by a crazy amount of information and news and updates and all of that, which might be true or it might not be true. With that being explained and knowing how social media platforms uh, does not only push fake news but negative ones um, too due to its um, interactions with viewers, the audience, especially us, it, all the negative news gets the more interaction uh, from everybody. And we as human beings, we always mirror what we watch on social media platforms, especially. So we are constantly being forced to react a certain way by the media in general and social media specifically. Remember that we are constantly being bombarded by negative images that uh, not only reflects, uh, reflect our own countries, but it also reflects neighboring countries here in the continent, in Africa. 
but we have to consist, uh, constantly remember uh, or that we uh, or that there is another side of the story as much as there are negative no uh, news stories and events there must be some positive uplifting stories about the African continent about all the countries around the African continent and uh, media in general as we all know and we are all aware of um, should try to change the narrative it is feeding the audience about the African continent with these images the African youth are encouraged to immigrate looking for a better life and a better future in the West forgetting all about the great countries in this continent that has been developing and rising economically such as Rwanda and other countries that has always been stable uh, and filled with opportunities like Botswana and um, during the coronavirus pandemic Ethiopia was distributed COVID-19 aid planes to all the African countries for absolutely nothing, for absolutely free. Tanzania created a herbal medicine that alleviated the COVID-19 symptoms, um, which was attacked by the global community, as well as the WHO, the World Health Organization. Some of the first countries who declared that they are corona-free were Eritrea, Tanzania, and the Seychelles. All these superb, positive, uplifting headlines skipped most of the global news agencies' headlines, including the local national news. Surprisingly, it also disappeared from social media platforms. People in Sudan had no clue about these stories, let alone the rest of the world. I'm not saying that we as an African nation and African youth should run away from our realities and ignore our true issues and problems that uh, varies from corruption, political dysfunctionalities, lack of freedoms, etc. But focusing on positive news and events while being aware of all the challenges that we face um, day to day, not only as singular countries, but the continent as a whole is extremely important. Uplifting uh, positive news such as these will help change the narrative and the image uh, of our youth, um, of our continent to the youth, and it will also allow them to see the hope in our countries instead of going west. We need to tell news um, from our side of the story, and we need to tell new stories, and we must start uplifting one another with positivity. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, actually, our guests uh, for today will just try uh, to make um, a second attempt to try to see if uh, Mike from Sudan uh, uh, managed to get a connection to be able to participate in the telebridge. Uh, Mike, do you hear us now, maybe? Okay, so basically, uh, uh, you would like to uh, um, invite those guests who couldn't uh, connect uh, to us uh, today in the, our upcoming uh, telebridges. And uh, also nowadays, uh, I think it's becoming clear to the viewers of our event and to the guests as well, that uh, <clears throat> it's a high time we should... Um, uh, reconsider the, our values and we should um, start a trend, uh, a journalism of new format uh, that will help us to move forward and come closer to the creative society. And our uh, technical support uh, will show to us uh, eight a lot of foundations again. Uh, just uh, to go our uh, telebridge and this uh, as well on eight Alatra foundations and uh, these are human life uh, human freedom 
human safety, transparency and openness of information for all, the creative ideology, the development of personality, justice and equality, and self-governing society. And uh, I would again, like to, I'll just... Sorry. I would like to mention that we have another uh, person that couldn't, uh, because of bad internet connection, attend our roundtable today, is Kander from Tunisia. And uh, we have also his video prepared. Uh, we would like to see it and hear it. Uh, I want to ask technical supports to put it on the screen, please. Oh. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, uh, I would like to say I'm uh, so sorry for not being uh, with you uh, today. And I also want to apologize for not being responsible. Uh, but uh, I'm here for introducing uh, all the ideas that I would like uh, uh, that I plan to share with you during uh, the recent hour when uh, you were uh, talking about uh, mass media and its role on uh, societies in Africa in general. So uh, here I'm going to talk about uh, the most important uh, points or topics that we are suffering from in our country Tunisia. Uh, of course, I'm going to use my opinions, my ideas, my thoughts uh, in order to, uh, let's say, to share the points of the topics in general and in order uh, to try to find out what uh, can we do uh, in that uh, idea in general. So, to begin with, uh, what was mass media in Tunisia? Uh, looking for what was uh, Tunisian mass media uh, working on during those days, of course. Uh, first of all, after the Tunisian revolution and the transition democracy, uh, we can see that there are many changes in our society. So, to begin with, the contents uh, that uh, many uh, or more than one uh, TV uh, were, were, was uh, showing is also is all about uh, maybe let's say about the bad topics that uh, could impact negatively uh, people all over the country. So to begin with. Uh, for example, I'm going to talk about the example of Al-Hiwar Al-Tunsi. Al-Hiwar Al-Tunsi has uh, many shows, let's say, which is uh, plans to make some kind of entertainment, some kind of exchanging uh, jokes or something like that. So today, if we are going to talk about those uh, shows uh, as a sort of entertainment, as a kind of enjoyable acts, we will not find uh, the main role of journalism. Uh, for example, uh, during uh, the recent days uh, in Tunisia, while the country suffering from uh, the economical crisis and financial crisis, uh, 
uh, if we are to going to talk about the, the impacts of uh, coronavirus on uh, tourism, on many sectors in the country, if we are going to talk about uh, the the marshes, uh, the protesters, the energetic resource, which is which was uh, I don't know, which was deceptive, let's say something like that. So, uh, personally, as a journalist, I was ignoring all kind of TV shows, which is uh, works on entertainment, which is works on uh, negative topics, which works on uh, buzz uh, ideas or something like that. I don't know if I was right or not, but I just planned to work on another kind of topics, for example. Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about myself as a, a journalist. During the recent day, I was working on making a new idea. For example, I have my personal page on Facebook and uh, I used uh, to make, to start uh, a new kind of uh, shows uh, which is about making an interviews with uh, some political uh, with some public people, like uh, my recent interview with uh, with uh, Omar Mansour, uh, who was who who is uh, a lawyer, a lawyer, and uh, the recent Minister of Justice uh, Ministry. Uh, also, I made another works like. Uh, an interview with the Minister of Education uh, about uh, the general conditions in Tunisia during that uh, uh, worst crisis, let's say, uh, our coronavirus. And we know that uh, the confinement and uh, its impact on uh, education during the last, uh, the recent days. I also made another interview with, uh, with uh, a person in the parliament, which is Leila Haddad, uh, as a, a person works on the field of human rights, of laws, and uh, in the same time as, a, as a, an activist in the Tunisian parliament. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the Tunisian projects, big projects, which is uh, uh, belongs to investment, which is belongs to what is going to happen during the next month, as uh, what are uh, the, the 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 troubles that uh, impact the transition democracy, the field of human rights. Uh, all those kind of ideas I try to work on. So, if we are going to talk about uh, the Tunisian mass media, we need to find out the new solutions in order to save uh, the, 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 the main role of uh, journalism. We need to try to find out a new ways in order to, to fix and in order to, uh, to make a new step and a serious step. This is my idea. Uh, by the way, as a solution, I guess we need to work more about uh, 
civil societies like i don't know for example we can plan many things about uh, some formations about uh, about making how to make the best uh, journalistic topics how we can find a new solution in order to change the people visions to the media in general i hope that we are going to find out the solution and i hope that uh, we will find out the best and the greatest solutions for the country. That's at all. I'm going to make another video uh, speaking in Arabic. So, uh, thank you so much, uh, Iskander and uh, Maya, uh, for giving us this chance uh, to, um, to be able to play your videos. Uh, though you are not physically with us, but uh, uh, your videos actually uh, gave us new inspiration and uh, the topics that we should cover in the upcoming uh, roundtables on journalism, because uh, only together we can find solutions. And uh, you was also talking about uh, how to choose the best topics uh, for the news. I think today's uh, roundtable is already a topic uh, for a very good news uh, to share in our social media as well as among our colleagues, because uh, this roundtable actually um, shows to us that we uh, can find solutions and we are capable to do it and uh, uh, we are ready uh, to do it. And uh, I think also our technical support uh, can show to us uh, the video again about uh, Creative Society, because we just would like to remind you that uh, uh, as we already realized, we cannot uh, consider journalism isolated from the creative society. Uh, as our speaker from Cameron, Claudia, was mentioning about uh, envelope, like bribe envelope. So, and why do we, ha do we have actually the bribes uh, in journalism? Uh, it's because the economic, uh, we don't have economic security. And in our Alatra Foundation, it's uh, talking about uh, human safety, for example, where economic and guaranteed economic stability uh, to us, to, to people, uh, when we have no inflation or crisis, stable prices around the world, one monetary unit and fixed minimal taxation or no taxation at all, uh, it's also giving journalists a chance uh, to be proud of their profession. And... Uh, uh, and also to bring respect uh, to their profession. And most importantly is to bring trust because we heard so many times from our speakers that they are upset as uh, we as audience are losing trust in the mass media. So uh, the journalists are also human beings at the same time. And uh, that's why a lot of foundations, uh, they are actually the basis for a creative uh, journalism or for a journalism of a new format as well. And uh, I think maybe if our technical support uh, can show to us the video um, as a concluding remark, it's gonna be great. So we will see that uh, these two topics are linked uh, together.
step would be for everybody to care about other people and not about themselves only. Uh, people should respect each other. It, uh, not dependent with the color, the gender. Uh, we must avoid all this uh, uh, confrontation. You know? The fact that we're all humans is what unites us. So, But I think you start to think of yourself more as a person from the planet. The task of the media is to help society find a common language and communicate. I think friendship and being nice to each other can unite everyone. I want to live in a society that where the people are very conscious, so they make Just conscious decisions. Work for the sake of uh, society, for the sake of love, for the sake of connection. I see that all people want two things, love and it's respect. A compassionate society, a society that understands that your needs are Validate. What unites us is being in relationship with each other. It's about humanizing the human society. Everybody has to be informed in a, in a proper way. Let's support each other. Let's help each other, no matter what another person may have. In a creative society, human life will be of highest value, and the best human qualities will prevail. kind of society, creative society, the informational stage. And the more people uh, will find out about it, uh, the faster we'll, it will be implemented. And of course, the role of mass media is very important. So today we answered uh, the questions, uh, what role does mass media play in society and how it affects the situation in our world and people's behavior? Who creates the demand of um, information around us? What can we do to rebuild trust in mass media? What should we do to popularize kindness, moral values, honor, dignity, friendship, and peaceful relationships among, among nations? The mass media serves the purpose of establishing a constructive, positive informational field. And people, as the consumers, are responsible too. They're creating the demand. The mass media of new format can make a great contribution to revival of human values worldwide. Thanks to internet technologies, even one man alone is capable of bringing basic human values in the society to make you to reproduce information, quickly transmit and replace it. So, Olga? Uh, we have also Kiram, uh, who wanted to say concluding remarks because he said he would like to mention something. So Kiram, uh, if you have some remarks or I don't know, suggestions or even ideas uh, for the upcoming uh, sessions uh, on journalism, you are welcome because <laughs> we are here for you. Thank you, Olga. Um... What I'm thinking is that um, we are we all are responsible for what uh, we are speaking here uh, today, and it's about striking a balance between creating a just uh, or creative uh, society, and at the same time uh, 
resolving the issues that we have been discussing, the challenges that the media uh, in general is facing in today's world. So the paradox between the, the media world has to be resolved and at the same time, we all have, we all have responsibility as an individual uh, plus as a society to enforce to and to influence each other and it's a big takeaway i believe uh, we've been i've been learning a lot from uh, the discussion uh, we have had uh, so far and it was really enlightening and i thank you for that and i really appreciate this and i look forward to take part in upcoming uh, events and we, i think we all can create uh, a difference by uh, changing ourselves and it's better to start with oneself so that we all are part of the society as an, as a human and uh, the, the, in that way i think uh, i believe we can influence the, the greater world and it's really appreciate that appreciate it thank you very much thank you so much kiram and um, let us ask also claudia kanu and uh, muhammad from khartoum if they would like to add something as well Yes, I would want to add something to it. Uh, is that uh, what we have discussed today? This platform has given us opportunity to, you know, realize that everything depends on us. Uh, community journalism, like Claudia was mentioning, is something that uh, all of us should be interested in. And community journalism, in the sense that just like the foundation number four or five, if I remember precisely. Uh, talking about prioritizing uh, the human values so that uh, it, is a hu it is humanity about promoting those uh, qualities like kindness, those qualities that you know, promote supportive environment, uh, qualities that promote both moral and spiritual uh, uh, humanness and virtues in man. I think it's, if we focus more on this kind of journalism, uh, the creative society will come to be. Uh, especially that uh, it is only in unity we can do this. It's not something that uh, maybe we think uh, we label ourselves, it is only for Africa. Uh, no, it's something that we have to reach out all over the world. We are all human beings. We are all humans. So that friendship, extension of friendship, conscientizing the human mind so that we understand that as human beings all over the world, uh, that creative society can happen. And that is why I want to remind every one of us about that conference on the 20th of December, that it is very important that we should also make effort to join and invite our friends. Let's further see how we could uh, bring creative society to be uh, in our time so that we could have a life where we are secured, we are happy, everybody is living comfortably and you know, safe. And then I will also want to remind uh, all of us too that uh, the program you've just, uh, the broadcast we, we, we having today is all thanks to the efforts of uh, the Alatra International Movement participants, which you too can be a part of. Uh, you could visit the website www.alatraunites.com. You could get more information about the Creative Society, get more information about what we are doing today. And uh, as well, you could also take part in this project. They are all creative projects. Let's start small. It doesn't matter uh, how small. Let's start small and then we could see it grow. So you could also get information about this project from the same website, www.alatraunites.com. Um, 
uh, we are the society and the society is the way we want it to be. The, I think it's enough for me, it's enough with the consumer-oriented mentality. It's time for us to you know, establish the creative society where all of us have a chance to develop to our full potentials and bring out the best in us. Thank you. Thank you. And also, we mentioned many times the article, the eight foundations of creative society. You can also find it on the website, uh, alatrainites.com. And if you support this project, if you support uh, the creative ideas, please share this video with two hashtags, hashtag alatrainites and hashtag creative society. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, I don't know if Muhammad and Claudia would like to say some concluding remarks, or what do you think, or you are fine? Uh, actually, nothing to be added. Uh, mashallah, all the colleagues and friends have mentioned everything just that I wanted to mention. And I would lovely say that I'm very much happy to be in this uh, meeting, in, uh, in this type of round tables or uh, we can say rectangular tables because we are using the virtual applications, which is uh, looking like uh, rectangulars. It's a pleasure to meet you people, and I would be there every time. Thank you for the Creative Society. Thank you. Great. So let us meet in the rectangular round tables then uh, later on. And uh, goodbye, everyone, and see you then uh, later. It was nice meeting you all. Thank you, guys. It was amazing. Let me just mention that on the upcoming conference, everyone's welcome to do the online, uh, online stream of the conference. And this will let more people to find out about uh, creative society, creative ideas, creative ideology, and it will all bring us faster to our goal to live in society. We can be happy and all our families will be happy too. Yeah, that would be amazing if you guys can uh, stream the conference to your Facebook or to all the platforms of your uh, media that you have access to. And if you need uh, support regarding the IT part, please let us know. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye.